Live here. Live! But we don't have to necessarily know what that means. What's the someday of Black? I don't like, know that we want This to... story happens now. Ladies and gentlemen, the movie writes itself. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, well. I'm still streaming. How do I stop streaming? No! <laughs> Hello. 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 What? Hello, Sophie. Yeah. <laughs> you and oh. your Britishisms. Britishisms. And Britishisms. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to episode 63 of Ben and Jake Write a Movie. That movie tentatively titled, working title of, Hellfire! Hellfire. <laughs> I like it. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. here we are. We are today. Woohoo! Yes. Um, the 9th of February. The 9th. Yes, the 9th. Thursday, the 9th of February, yep. 2 38 yep. p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> um, I want to talk about something business related career related and just kind of life related based on a conversation that we were having this morning and i won't go into the full details of it but uh, i found it to be interesting and enlightening and i think it's important for sure. just for, don't embarrass me no i won't embarrass you so and <laughs> took out his tiny night <laughs> actually the sausage um so um we were talking this morning about um and again i won't fully go into details of it but about um maintaining and we've talked a little bit about this but maintaining enthusiasm mm. for your career mm. as time goes on um i think ben and i in our own ways were feeling had been just been kind of feeling a bit kind of again it's not unsatisfied but maybe that is a word maybe that is a word that you know a bit kind of a bit like you know we 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 achieved a level of success last year. Our first movie was made. Or our first movie was released. It was made the premiere. And um, we've just been kind of, I think, going, oh, what's the what's the real great thing that we're working towards next? Another movie getting made? Well, yeah. And also somehow now that that's happened, it doesn't almost feel as satisfying. It was, it's a strange experience, isn't it? I think the topic, I think, I think the topic that you're talking about, and it's a good one, is as a screenwriter, what does a career look like? Yeah. And the realities of the kind of peaks and valleys and the mm. beasts and famines of yeah. screenwriting. And that doesn't just mean financial feasts and no. peaks and valleys it also means creative peaks and valleys mm. it also means enthusiasm excitement passion it's an interesting um field anything creative screenwriting anything else because mm. you can't just go to work and just do your job and clock out and collect your paycheck right it requires a level of personal commitment yeah. And um, emotional engagement. Emotional engagement. Yeah. And um entrepreneurship. Yeah. And and passion and persistence to keep things going. Yeah. There's no just oh I you know somebody told me what to do and so I'm yeah. doing it. Now 
there's a there is a difference between and there there always will be uh being a staff writer in tv versus being a screenwriter yeah if you're staffed on a show you do have someone telling you daily hey this is what we need this is what we need to do we have a schedule this is how many episodes we're putting out this is what's going on and there's much more structure to it yeah as a screenwriter especially now um the odds of getting a job mm. are very small. very small. And so the yeah. career and the profession itself is about us having to create content yeah. all the time. Yeah. And us having to find the passion to continue to do that. Yeah. And, you know, for a long time, that was able to be done through big benchmark goals right you know it was next thing that we're working we need to write our asses off because we need a manager we need to write our asses off because we want to get an agent we need to write our asses off because we want to sell our first screenplay Mm -hmm. we've sold our first screenplay we need to write our asses off so that we can actually turn that sale into a career yeah we have a career now we need to write our asses off so that we can fucking get something made and be produced screenwriters okay we've produced screenwriters now (laughs) what is the next and it's it's, you know one 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 could argue that it is now you've got to maintain your place in that career (laughs) yeah um and that that is should be enough um and yet of course because it doesn't feel like a benchmark, it just feels like a maintenance. Right. And also because it's a lot harder to um, have a goal Mm. that is so vague. Yeah. And and what's interesting, and one of the things we talked about is you can have a lot of passion for a specific idea or a specific project. Totally. And that's great. And, I, you know, we were talking about a movie this morning. I and love it. Was, it. Right. You know, I, it's super I, fun. I loved our session this morning. But I that doesn't great. necessarily sustain your, your perseverance. Yeah. Even when you hit a wall. Even when you realize that the idea you've been working on sucks. Even when you realize that, oh, that thing that I loved isn't going to sell, you know, and there has to be persistence and perseverance. I think, you know, it's screenwriting as a career is a, is a long, long haul. Yeah. Um, And And everybody's journey is different. And you'll always hear the story of the guy who came in and, sold a big screenplay and has worked since he was 22 and is never and now lives in the giant mansion in Bel Air. Mm-hmm. The number of screenwriters, just screenwriters, yeah, who have that life is very small. Right. Um and most of us working screenwriters are mostly working for free. We're mostly yeah. Yeah. We're mostly acting as salesmen. Totally. Um, you know. Yeah. And I think that's really part of... Uh, I somehow felt or thought that after 
the princess was made. We were going to have achieved a level of success whereby we weren't going to have to hustle as much. Hmm. Yeah. I think whether that was an unspoken belief, you know, or that we would, but now, now we are in, I think the next tier of, of screenwriters, I mean, you know, officially produced screenwriting officially screenwriters yeah. is a bit, is a bit, is a big deal. Um, but we can't stop hustling. No. You are on this path that you have to keep walking. And it and may it's never always stop. going to be hard. It may never stop. Yeah. And so there I know. Yeah. And so I think that's what I've been feeling, just kind of going, oh, I thought I was I was on this treadmill and I was going you know, nine miles an hour on the treadmill was doing a good run. And I thought it was going to, I was going to be able to, you know, knock the speed down a little bit because it was going to be a bit easier and still be able to maintain yeah. the thing that we did. But actually, and again, I, I do think it's partly the state of the business at the moment, but the business has always, always been hard. Always been you hard. Now, anytime I hear a rep or a producer say, oh, it's harder than it's ever been out there. I just kind of roll my eyes. Yeah, because like, I've never found it to be easy. Yeah, like what fucking world have you lived in yeah, for the I last can't 10 think years? Of one time over the last nine years. You know, perhaps when we had just sold Winter's Night and we were new and we had heat and we had a series of sales. Like we set up four, we set up five projects, including Winter's Night in the space of those first two years. Yeah, Maybe we four. were on a streak, but we that wasn't... That that I wouldn't say that that was easy. No, I, I think that it was easy either. No, and, and it's it's interesting because I was looking back at at, at that recently um, because a lot of those were pitches, and we've talked quite a bit about um, yeah. that on the show. Yeah, and I realized that you know, look, we for for a very short period of time we sold a very high profile spec and then we batted a thousand and it yeah. was like oh my gosh this is every single thing we took out we sold it was amazing, yeah, it was amazing. um it's but we also had most of those <coughs> sales well three of them anyways two three including winter's night went to the same studio they did and two of them were television projects based on IP that they were actively looking for a writer for. Yes. Yeah. And they weren't like super high profile. They were good projects, but yeah. they weren't like, we're looking for the next Lord of the Rings. Right. And I think that selling a pitch, which we're running into this world now where everybody's saying how hard it is to sell a pitch. I realized that, TV has always been pitched based and it will continue to be pitched based, but now they want more assurances. If you are no longer, if, if you're new, they want someone in the package that's been around to kind mm -hmm. of like make them feel comfortable. That same aspect existed when we were pitching features, which was we would sell pitches to people who knew us well enough to feel comfortable that we could yeah. deliver yeah on those pitches totally yes now you know for whatever reason we ended up selling a lot of things to the same people consistently which mm -hmm. was fantastic mm -hmm. yeah yeah um, 
And then those people either move on or they decide they no longer want to do development or they do whatever. And then you have to prove yourself again, a new group of people. Yeah. And that I think is what I started to realize is that the hustle that you're talking about is because the person that you're trying to sell your project to has to believe that you can deliver. Mm. And if they've never worked with you before, Mm. how do they know? Yeah. How do they know? Unless you're a big name that's delivered all over town. Okay, fine. You've had one movie produced. Great. That's wonderful. How do I know if I hire you today that you could do the same thing on this. Screen. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if they're not someone that's worked with you before, it's a gamble for them. And it, and that gamble in today's day and age is now an even bigger gamble because, and we've talked about this before as well. And I just actually read an article literally this morning in Hollywood reporter talking about um, Disney Plus and talking about streamers and and there was another article in Deadline about the WGA also talking about streamers and how this is the consistent message across the board that studios in general and their shareholders which is the most important person that a studio cares about now is the shareholder there was a, a time in which a, the success of a big movie was important. There was a time then in which the growth of your streamer was important. The mm. more subscribers you had, shareholders were happy because mm. eventually you would achieve profitability. Mm. What has happened is shareholders have seen the studios rack up enormous amounts of debt. Mm-hmm. trying to create all this content so that they could get subscribers. Right. But shareholders decided somehow that growth was no longer their top priority. Mm-hmm. Now their top priority is profitability. Right. And so they don't care how many subscribers mm-hmm. you have. They care how much money you're making. Yeah. Which was always where it was going to go. You can't, all the studios being bought up by conglomerates that are beholden to shareholders Eventually, it was going to get down to the bottom line. People could only be excited about the textile growth aspect for so long before Mm -hmm. they went to, well, I don't like this red ink on your balance sheets. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these articles very specifically were talking about the consolidation of content creation, the laying off of massive amounts of employees. Disney just announcing 7,000 people getting laid off. Um, The cutting of shows on streamers to save on residual payments, which is a huge thing at the moment across multiple platforms. Yeah, yeah. And and the increasing of ad-based uh, streaming services to create more revenue. Yeah. Um, I, I, this, the, I sidetracked into this completely other topic, but basically yeah, 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 yeah. the the bottom line is that the business has changed mm. to a certain degree, but you have to find a way to keep that passion yeah. going, even in an ever-changing environment where That's- pitches... Yeah, there aren't people that are necessarily willing to take chances on yeah. paying you to write an idea, and that's it. And again, we I think I think back to 
early episodes when we were talking about the fact that you as a screenwriter, while it, yes, it's a deeply creative business and it's very, very important to be creatively, it's essential to be creatively engaged and love what you're doing. There is also this business side of show business and you are constantly straddling that thing between, oh, what do I really want to write and what's going to get made out there in the world? Um, and that's why we're constantly yeah. trying to find them, come, come up with the ideas of the movies that, will get made that we also that we also really love sure um, and absolutely we've had times where there was a project a couple of years ago i was like it's this thing it's this meets this and, blah, blah. and we were and you were like yeah it's good but where does that get made who makes that for the price that would be required to that because what you're pitching is a 150 million dollar movie and who makes that and i go but it but i like the movie and you're like oh, yeah i like it too and also right. there are practicalities associated with all that stuff but i want to write it fine write it we're gonna sell it you know those things well, and and the and the uh, bringing it back also to what you were saying in terms of okay you get to a certain point where you're now produced writers and you get to a certain point where you know we've got great agents and great managers mm -hmm. and great um you know people have out in the business have worked with us not at every studio but at, at a few and Yet that thing of, well, okay, so now we need to stay relevant yeah. as produced screenwriters. Yeah. Well, part of that is needing to keep selling things. Mm. And now that we've had one thing made, needing to get another thing yeah. made. Yeah. And that's where the business side starts to become really challenging because just putting another script out into the world that people like reading isn't enough anymore yeah i know you can't we can't achieve that next next benchmark just by getting a new agent absolutely like that's not yeah. gonna be the next thing the next yeah. thing needs to be another movie made yeah. and that movie then needs to be makeable yes i suppose where having now been produced helps us in the way that the market is at the moment is we become somewhat more of a known commodity because when it comes to packaging our reps are able to say here's the thing they wrote they this. it got made um, yes you know which i think helps and people ultimately as a writer you need people to vouch for you of course. because you won't have worked for every executive you go in to meet and you won't yeah. have worked for every person that you yeah. know it's changing all the time yeah so speaking of which you you expertly segue i'm not sure if you saw the question by tommy but that is a question that somewhat relates to what Tommy Lee just asked. Which oh, is, yeah. yeah. Uh, you ever had a situation where execs slash producers who haven't worked with you, haven't worked with you, called an exec slash producer who has worked with you? As in a reference check to uh, how you take notes, etc. Um, question. I, I wouldn't I, know. I wouldn't know. No one's ever I, told us. I haven't heard, oh, so-and-so called me today. I sung your praises. No. Uh, but I would say that people do talk. People do talk. And people do ask. Yeah. yeah. And and I would say that through representation, representation will find out the experience that a producer mm. or an executive had working with you. Yeah. And then they will hopefully then use that hopefully positive feedback yeah. Yeah. to sell you to another said producer be like 
hey, the guys worked with Toby at Original. He loved working with them. You should call him. You know, they, you know, they'd be great to work with you guys on something. Yeah. There's, there is a constant feedback of just talking. I mean, it's as we've said many, many, many times, it's a relationship-based business. Right. If you become the kind of person who is difficult to work with, you better believe that people, when they talk to a producer that you worked with and say, hey, how was it working with those guys? I'm thinking of maybe doing something with them. And they go, yeah, that was tough. Well, you yeah. just lost that job. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, if it's coming down to moments like that, going, oh, I'm not sure if these guys are the guys. And everybody's having lunch with everyone and Zooming with everyone, especially yeah. producers with studio execs. Mm -hmm. And of course they ask. Yeah. Of course they ask. I mean, whether it's a director thinking of working with a producer, a producer thinking of working with mm -hmm. a another writer, yeah. a studio exec thinking of hiring a writer who has previously worked with a colleague of theirs. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so yeah, many so rounds yeah. that you need to have people who sing your praises yeah. when asked. I don't I, think no. people probably, I doubt, unless it's a really big thing where they're like really nervous about you. I can't imagine them a reference check. I like them. I like this person. I like this writer. I can see they've worked with them over there. Right. Let, me just, let me just see. I'm not sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, Yeah. I'll tell you this much. We have, with attachments on our projects. 100%. So we had, we had a situation where, I won't mention any names or projects, where we were unsure of an attachment. And we found a, a fellow writer who had worked with said attachment and got the lowdown. We had another situation with an attachment where we had our reps do some back channeling mm -hmm. to find out how people thought about this yeah, person. Absolutely we've right. We've had examples where, and writers talk, and we've had plenty of writers tell us horror stories about absolutely producers right. we've worked with, yeah. and we remember those things. Absolutely, yeah. So, we've, had people, we've, we've had people reach out to us saying, hey, I've got a meeting over at so-and-so. What are they like to work right. with? So I can't imagine that the same thing doesn't happen in all the other aspects of this business. Yeah, sure. I mean, sure. it's the same thing as like getting a reference to it. I mean, honestly, like I just saw a new doctor and it was a friend of mine called up. My, hey, who do you use for this person? Oh, I like this person. You go to, I mean, that's the way the world works. Right. That's right. So anyway. That, so anyway, but again, just kind of circling back to that kind of. Yeah. Circle back. You know, opening, opening topic. I think maintaining passion Maintaining passion is going to be something that you are going to have to find your own way of doing. I think at the moment, what we decided on today was the thing we're really excited about. The thing that we love more than anything else in the world with the princess it wasn't the release, wasn't the sale. Um, it was going to set. Mm. And actually, you know, Every the, the the phrase I like in, in various self-development books, particularly when it comes to to, to wealth, is um, given a strong enough why, a man is able to endure almost any how. Yeah, yeah. I forget that it's from a very famous book. Uh, I forget the name of the uh, writer. It's about uh, Jewish concentration camp, I think. But that's it. It's like, what is, what is your, what is your why? What is our why? 
and the I have to say, yeah. this morning has become um, we need getting to, back to set. Getting back to set. Yeah. There's two things I want to say on this topic before we before we move on. The first is in terms of keeping the passion alive, and this is for people who are at earlier stages in your career where man it's fucking hard and i just want to say like for anyone who doesn't know my personal um biography because i never really i don't think we ever did like an episode where we talked about like our no, stories sure. yeah yeah um but you know i sold my first screenplay in 2004 mm -hmm. and it wasn't until 2014 that i sold my next screenplay right um, there were lots of things that happened in between them, life, work-related. Yeah. But, like, you have to, when you're a young and hopefully hungry writer, just keep that dream alive. And my, you know, those benchmarks are really important. Mm -hmm. Knowing what your next goal is is yeah. really important. Yeah. We've entered into a different era now where that benchmark is less clear and i think that's mm. what was hard for us to yeah. to work through is just going yeah. well i i you have to be ambitious as a screenwriter this is not a career for someone who just wants to like hang out yeah this is a career for someone who wants to like make shit happen totally. and so without a clear going goal of going i'm gonna make this shit happen mm -hmm. you like there's less fire in your belly yeah. and cool. you know for you know, it's 2023. So for yeah. 19 years, um, for me anyways, there yeah. was this fire in my belly going, I'm going to have a studio movie, like a real, like, cause my yeah. first movie was a little $2 million straight to DVD movie. I want a real movie made. And so that just, that keeps you going. That, yeah, that ambition keeps dream you going. Yeah, for when sure. you're now now at this stage in our career, it's about identifying what is that next thing, mm -hmm. what is that next thing that, ke yeah. that keeps you going. Okay. And the second thing that I want to say on that directly ties to that. And so, you know, when you were saying that it's about being on set, for me, like, look, we love writing. Otherwise, we wouldn't do this. Yeah. We love coming up with ideas. We love fleshing out these ideas if anyone's watched the last 62 episodes you know that we get passionate about those ideas um but to go we got to go to bulgaria where the princess yeah. was born, and to go there and see all the people yeah who have taken what started as your idea and either made it their own have have gotten jobs or paying like their for their their livelihoods off mm -hmm. of your idea yeah to see what they've created and how it's just come to life yeah that was so exhilarating in a way that just writing the idea and having it in your imagination only goes so far absolutely right and that yeah. having the moment where there's hundreds of people i mean literally hundreds of people yeah. a village of people to yeah make that idea yeah. real yep 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 that was fucking cool it was absolutely really fucking cool yeah. and i that i think really is the that's what we're working towards again that's what we're working towards again yeah. and i think that 
<coughs> it's a challenge because, like you said, it's not really a new benchmark. No, no it's we've not. been there. Yeah. So no. I do yeah. think there will come a point where we'll. If go I were going to add another benchmark, I would really love a television show that we created to yeah. get me. That would be the next thing that I'd also really like to have happen. And of course, we are about to take a TV show out. We're about to pitch it in. We are. But you know what's interesting about that? What is, Ben? So this is just a, an interesting segue into I'd love to have a television show made, which is absolutely something I'd love to have too. But we made a conscious choice about a year and a half ago mm -hmm. to say that rather than focus completely 50-50 on TV and features, yeah. which is what the majority of our career has been. Yes. We've really probably sold almost 50% pilots to feature films. Yeah. Um, we decided that the payoff and the rewards from selling a feature film far outweigh for us, yeah. the rewards that we've seen from television mm -hmm. and that the frustrations that come into television creation far outweigh the frustrations that come into speculative yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we decided we were going to go down to one TV. One, yeah, we used to have two, two TV developments. Oh, three. One we had three positions one at one point. We had three positions at one point. So now yeah. we're down to one. I think we're going to stay in that place. And yeah, I would still really like that. I think, that but it's hard. I guess the reason I the reason I bring it up is, it's hard to have a benchmark that you're not working a hundred percent towards. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Sure. You can't have a drive and then not do anything about it. Mm. Like, like if if our drive, like when we were in the early days, and we were talking about this this morning. Every yeah. hour, we were only working on one script at a time. It's all yeah. the time we had. We both yeah. worked multiple support jobs. Right. And we had uh, two, three hours maybe that we could squeeze in here yeah. and squeeze yeah. in there. Yeah. Every single hour was dedicated to writing that script. It was. Because we believed in that yeah. script. And so yeah. all of our energy, all of our creative energy, all of our, all of our business, ambition, perseverance, everything was focused mm -hmm. laser focused mm -hmm. and you know as you be as you get more time and 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 as you have a career you realize you have to juggle projects or another sustain course. that career yeah, yeah, yeah. it becomes slightly less focused it does but you know if our goal was to get a tv show made in that being the next benchmark of yeah. my career, then all we should be doing is writing pilots. Right, of course. <laughs> and it's not. And it's not. And it's not. All right, look, let's uh let's 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 jump into let's jump into our, our project. That was a very good that was a very yeah. good little chat for us this morning. Um while you're opening that up, I'll have a little just a quick look and just say thank you to everyone who's been watching on YouTube. Mm. Uh, last month we had 40 new subscribers. We had 3,197 total views, which was awesome. And almost 24,000 minutes of our show watched. So thank you so oh, much great. to everybody who's been watching and supporting us. We really appreciate it. We hope you're finding it useful. Uh, we had a little comment from Michael earlier. He says, love your show. You guys are great. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. We're just, again, like, this is just, uh, this is what it looks like when we were working this morning. This is what we do yeah. every, every day. Um, I really, I'm, I know I mentioned it earlier, I'm so excited about that project too. 
since we had that moment last year of going, oh, that, that idea is brilliant. I haven't been able to get it out of my mind. So I'm really excited about that one too. And also I'm excited about Hellfire. Yeah. So Hellfire it is. And here, yes. we, are. here we are. Um, We talked yesterday about Hank. Yeah. And we decided at the end of the day that Hank actually is not going to be an act one. That Hank is a guy who is a demon hunter, very much the way that we've conceived of him right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little bit older, but a younger Jeff Bridges demon hunter. Yes. And that he and Lilith have a past relationship. Yes. They, uh, perhaps 20 years ago even, um, came across each other, Lilith trying to live out her life as a non-demon, uh, and yet no matter what, she still yep has demon energy with her and um our young jeff bridges hank yep. uh hunting her down somehow and we have not broken this story idea yet but somehow they came to a truce somehow they decided yes. you leave me alone i'll leave you alone mm -hmm. and it probably comes to the idea that jeff bridges realized that lilith wasn't doing the typical evil demon things mm -hmm. and that Lilith could probably kill him. Right. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah it, or it might be a fair match. <laughs> you know? It might be a fair match, yes. And Lilith probably was like, look, I, I'm not interested in killing you. Yeah. If you want to hunt down other demons, it only helps me because sure. they might find me and yeah. I don't want to be found. Right. So they had mutual interests aligning, totally. um, but they have gone their separate ways. I have a feeling they haven't seen each other. Oh, I maybe, agree. In a very, in a in very a long time. Very long time. Yeah, totally. And so we decided that after Act One, after our fight with who we're still calling Zod for some reason, um, after our fight, Lilith and Sam know they need help. Yes. Zod somehow will be able to find them. They are putting out demonic energy and thus yeah. they need somewhere to hide. Yeah. And Lilith goes, oh, fuck, I know somewhere to go. Yes. Exactly. In fact, ultimately, it's the perfect place to go. It is, because who's going to look at a demon hunter's lair yeah. for it's a demon? Right. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> so, that, so we'll get to that. That's going to be Act 2. That's going to be in Act 2.1. Yes. Um, Which feels like you. where it should be in terms of, you know, emotional structure. Um, the, the, there are, again, it, it doesn't matter if you're following certain paradigms. But there is a there are certain you know structural paradigms which are like it. the first part of Act Two is right. where your protagonist allies with people, yeah. um, and and you know it's when Luke Skywalker finds Han Solo and Chewbacca. Um, it's uh, it's yeah. when you know Neo meets the whole crew of of the Nebuchadnezzar. It's all yeah. that kind of stuff. So um, I'm going to copy this into a note just so, good uh, idea. so that good it's idea. there. Yeah. Um, and we actually have now it is saved in this little yes. note. Okay. Yeah. We can't see that. Um, on the you can't see. Can you see the yellow though? Yeah. You see it's that a note is there. The note, I've, cut and pasted, yeah. I've cut and pasted it into, right. into that screen. Okay. Then. So the last um, 10 story moments that we'd had were. Um, Sam uh, 
ex- not explodes, but has her release of demonic energy. Demonic energy, yeah. Uh, the shockwave travels out from Portland Mill directions. We'll decide how we want to see that. We're in Lilith's apartment night. She's about to leave for the date with the guy who she had uh, met the day before. When suddenly she's hit by the shockwave, passes out on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, we then go have a moment at the coffee shop. Guy's waiting. Lilith is a no-show, checking his watch. He leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what? Then where are we? To where we are. So that's a good question. So, all right. My initial instinct is because this is ra- rather short that we can stay with Lilith when we jump mm-hmm. to the next morning mm-hmm. and find her waking up on the floor. Um, in the same way, only it's not the boyfriend finding her wake up on the floor. It's her finding herself wake, woken up on the floor going, what the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. And I guess the question becomes, what does she think just happened? Yeah. Um, the other direction that we can go is Sam also um, just tore up her house. Her kids and her husband drove away. She yeah. was drunk. And she too let out a shockwave probably passing out and i just want to like say i think um so also she can wake up on the floor now the question is for this next section are we going to cut back and forth frequently are we going to do are we going to see what's happening yeah i'm just going to try to play it through in my mind now we have this this thing the way that sam is able to sorry way that Lilith is able to know where she's going. We have this section down here in the bookstore, which is after, yes, that there. So this currently reads interior bookstore day. Lilith is in the back room. She's sketching furiously, scroll back up, sorry. She's sketching furiously the images from her visions. One is a face, it's Sam. The next is a church and so on. She smells sulfur. She asks the cashier if she can smell the same. The girl doesn't, and it's really strong. So this is when she's going to then go to... Um, we see a demon for the first we time. See a, we see well, demon. not for the first time, but in Lilith's world. There's in Lilith's regular world, yeah. Obviously, we would need her to wake up first. Yes, um, and I will also say, uh, we'll have to address the guy again. What's interesting about the guy um, is he actually is a nice replacement for this family in the sense of mm-hmm. someone that Lilith actually does care about. So if we wanted mm-hmm. to keep this yeah, we can do. the stakes of Zod kidnapping him and is going to kill him or something like that. I mean, there's something fun about... Perhaps, like, yeah. We had also discussed now that Sam has a family, that is it stronger if it's Sam's family? And, and it might be, but I there's just... As I'm thinking about it, I'm going, oh, I, I like the, the damsel in distress being this the guy instead. Yeah, sure, it's interesting. Um, there's something kind of flipping that that I that mm-hmm. I quite like. But regardless, mm-hmm. I do think that he. There just needs to be a beat before before we leave here. Before Sam, before Lilith goes yeah. on her journey to go and kill Sam, she should either run into him and it's awkward and embarrassing, or he should come to check up on her and say, "Hey, are you okay?" Yeah. Or. It could be a text message, whatever it is. I want to address the fact that she's yeah, sure. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point. Doesn't have to be yeah, right now. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. That's good. The other thing uh, is Sam's life. We need to address her wanting her kids back. Yeah. She can't just give up. 
No, she doesn't just shrug and go, right? okay, that's that. So she needs to have a phone call with her husband going, I fucked up. I'm sorry. What can I do? And maybe that's what leads her to the AA, the, the AA meeting. You know, like mm-hmm. she needs to have a moment of yeah trying but then again failing like she could be for example she could be on the phone with her husband yeah be going i'm sorry i'm sorry i fucked up and then he could say something that triggers her and she goes you know what that's not fucking fair and he just hangs up yeah you know like she doesn't win yeah she hasn't changed yet yeah her her pride and her ego and her anger and all that is still very much living inside of her yeah Um, now in terms, though, of time, as I'm just kind of trying to break it down, it doesn't have to be the same meeting. But I liked what we have in the early drafts of this outline, which is Lilith finds follows Sam to an AA meeting. Sure. Which is why she doesn't kill her straight away. Sure. Because she sees that there is something in this woman that is actually good, which is unexpected for her. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm trying to like place the order of events in time. There is... For Sa- for Lilith, rather, an urgency now. Something's happened. This thing has happened. Oh, my goodness. The time that I've known about for immemor- Tempus Immemoria is- has arrived now. And Let's and- be clear. She wakes up in the morning. She goes to work. She sees a demon. She knows what she felt is real. And what does she do? She gets on a fucking plane. Yeah. I mean, like, there's no... Time, I think. Not sure. Really, yeah, 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 yeah. It's about momentum. Is what, I'm, is what I'm talking about. It's like the oh, like once. I think this can all be the same problem. day. Yeah, I agree. Yes, I agree. Yeah. She the the night that night Sam goes to an AA meeting. Mm-hmm. Yes. She Hi. wakes up in the morning Great. having passed Great. out. She talks yeah. to her husband during the day. Right. I don't know what I don't know how to fucking help you. They get into another fight. Yeah. And what does she do? She goes to an AA meeting that night because she knows. Yeah she does need to do something if she's ever going to get her kids back. Right. Okay. All right. So order of events. I think we need to put the sand blacks out in. in I did. Great. Right. Fantastic. That's good. Well, well done. Um, so Lilith is a no show. Boom. Then I think we go Sam's apartment morning. She wakes up. She's dazed. She's confused. Um, she thinks maybe she just passed out from being drunk, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, or being overly, like, she doesn't, she, she's, like, she's not like, oh, I'm taking myself to hospital or anything. You know, I think she's... Does she see the beginning of the month? Well, that's where I was going to go next. I don't think she does. I think maybe we do. I was going to say, like, do we see her have a shower? And we start... Oh, she's, like, itching on her back, and she can't quite reach where it is, and we see this thing, the starts of this thing on her back, or wherever it is. If it's somewhere she can see, then, then obviously she can see, too. What the hell is that? You know? Um... Yeah, where do we think it is? What's cool? The back um, is not visible most of the time. Sure. I, uh, I, mean, I go, I go back right shoulder person. I know, but I just, what I'm saying is it's not visible most of the time. She's not going to be shirtless for very much of this movie. So, oh, I and, and you want it. And I cool. want to see it getting darker and more full. And I want it present. I want it to be. A, there's a visual representation of the movement of the of time and ticking clock mm-hmm. that we've created through this scar-like tattoo. Is there, and again, I'm wearing a t-shirt right now, but is there, could it be like directly over her heart where if she was wearing a, 
a top like that. Here's the thing. The mark of Kane when they did it on Supernatural was, I think, on the inside arm. I'll double check. Okay. But um, that was what they that's what they did there. Um, so I just don't want to copy that, <laughs> partly. Again, is anyone yeah. making the comp? Not necessarily, but, yeah. you know. <clears throat> yeah, it was on the inside of the right of the right arm. On the forearm. On the yeah. forearm. Yeah. So yeah. I, think just, I just think it should be somewhere, somewhere else, you know. Um, well, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be on her face. It's not going to be on her um, face. over her face. <laughs> You know, is it like right on the on the, on the back of her neck? neck, like right yes. at the kind of base of her really? hairline? Yeah. You know? yeah, could be. Yeah, and that's and then like you said, she could be like scratching at it, and we don't know what yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. Like I think I've gotten bitten, but actually it's not that. Sure. You know, that yeah. Someone calls it out during the day. What's that? Just something so that when the camera's behind her every once in a while, we get a glimpse. Totally. Yeah. And and there are other characters, and that you know Lilith and and, and it's Hank. easy to trace to trace it because otherwise <laughs> she's gonna be hey show me the mark okay like every you know <laughs> like no I actually want to I want to be able to very easily track the growth right. of this right, thing. Right. Okay, sounds good. Um, so, okay, so so that's fine. So we'll go to interior Sam's home, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Sam's house, and it's gonna be morning, I guess, or yeah. dawn. She should be like really fucking early morning. Like oh, really? Dawn. Yes. Um, which by the way, some people like using dawn, some people don't. Jake and I only partially disagree on these, on this thing. I like it. And I think Jake, you go along with it because it technically is different lighting. Yeah, I is a different lighting dawn than morning. I'm fine with four headings in slug lines: day, night, dawn, and dusk. And morning continuous. Morning does, yeah, obviously continuous. And late, um, yeah, yeah. Um, morning doesn't do anything for me. I came across mm. this had loads of mornings, and I'm like, what? How do I know? I could be looking out. Right now, and it could be morning if you didn't know which way was east. You know, <laughs> it's daylight. I mean, technically speaking, I mean, let's be clear that actually that's not true. You, if you were a lighting person, you would light morning different than you would light afternoon. The sun would literally be coming from a different direction. It would be coming from a different it, direction, and shadows would be different. And there, and depending on what part of day. You would have more light versus less light. Sure. Occasionally in a script, you might see golden hour. You know. Golden showers. Uh, but. <laughs> different kinds of movies, Ben. Different kinds of movies. The, I guess my point is, like, if you were, uh, we've used morning and afternoon in scripts in the past. Have we? we have. I think we have. I, I think you're waking that up. I would Bet you a thousand dollars that I could find one in one of our scripts. <laughs> I don't think any of our of our current scripts. We <laughs> Maybe not the ones we're working on today. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, but over the last four, 13 years, to be continued. We'll see. we'll see. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. You're gonna take that bet? Not for a thousand dollars, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! Come on! It would have been you. <laughs> um, but I think that sometimes people use scene headings to show a passage of time. So, for example, there is there there is a 
and we just looked at this in a script that we are producing, whereby the writer uses same. I didn't quite understand why the same was there, but I can understand from yeah. a certain degree that, oh, well, it is at the same it's, time. Yeah. And it's so if you're tracking... <clears throat> because, again, coming to something we talked about the other day, on screen, how are you going to show the passage of time? How are you going, like, like if you had scene that was set day mm -hmm. and scene, a next scene that was set day, but it was the next day, how would you show the viewer that the day had changed if that was important to your story? Yeah. Dawn is one way of doing it. Seeing the sunrise over the horizon is one way of going, oh, I'm in a different day. But so is... And this is the thing I would say, I would argue that so is morning. And I, and I do actually think that there is a feeling about morning that is different. When I go out to take my daughter to school and it's 8.30 in the morning, that's not dawn. I can't write that as dawn. No. That would make no sense at all. But, but it can. absolutely it feels different than day. On screen, what you would do is you would say, Ben glasses down at the clock. Eight, it shows 8.30. That's, that's how you show it. No, you wouldn't. That'd be terrible writing. <laughs> no, it's just honestly, like, if I'm walking out, I don't look at the clock every time I leave the door, but it's, I guarantee you that when I, if you leave my house in the morning and you leave my house in the afternoon, it will look and feel completely different visually. Well, yeah, I 100% don't, I don't agree, but that's okay. Yeah, well, there you go. See, not everyone agrees. And again, I bet you $1,000 we've done it before. Um, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Um, so anyway, in this particular case, I don't need to argue the morning. Argument yeah, right. I think that's I think is great. Gone. She's waking up. The sun's just creeping um, through the blinds. Yes. You know? So... That would be um, a way that on screen that you would see that, you know? <coughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah. Interestingly enough, if you if you wrote morning, you could also say the sun is just starting to peek through the blinds, and that would work as well. Um. <laughs> this is guys, guys and girls no. watching this. This is what I have to put up with. I actually would 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 wager to say that in a script about five or six years ago, we would have even used late afternoon. <laughs> but uh, I bet we have. 4.30 p.m. Sam's house, 4.30 here's, p.m. Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, fellow screenwriters, there's no fucking rules. You want to use morning? Use fucking morning. It's your choice. I have to deal with a partner, and so we have to choose together. You don't. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Sam's house, she wakes up. Yeah, she wakes up. Uh, she, uh, she, she kind of did. She bang. Maybe she banged her head. Maybe, well, I'm thinking that I'm thinking that Lilith should have banged her because she probably fell on fell on the fell on the concrete if she's out out outside her place. She's not, is she? She's not. Yeah. She's in. Her, she's in her apartment. Okay. So yes, Sam yeah. can have. Wakes up. Yeah. You know, she hit her head. Um, she goes to take, you know, um, Advil. Uh, for both her headache yeah. and her hangover. Yeah. Um, um, and itches the back of her neck. Mm -hmm. Ben. Yes. You win the bet. 
you didn't you're not going to pay me a thousand dollars i didn't i didn't i didn't, I, I didn't say and i've got it, it I just, it's been recorded in winter's night in the 2 2014 version on page four exterior valley morning i'll actually even up that bet and say that we did it in a script two years ago what script well, I'm not going to name the title because it's it's still in development. Okay, got it. Okay, um, all right. Yeah, I know the one you mean. But I would wager $2,000 that a morning or an afternoon is in that script. <laughs> I bet you're right. I bet you're right. <laughs> so, it's just the back of her neck. A mark. The beginnings of the mark of Cain. Sure. Um, is there that wasn't before we see it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Two grand. Two grand. Easy money. Easy money right there. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll gloat in my rightness for a moment. And, uh... <laughs> But um, it's, it's, again, it's also interesting to see how your own personal tastes change because I wouldn't write that in a script now. It's interesting. Yeah. I just wouldn't. Anyway. But here's the thing. If I wrote it in a scene, you probably wouldn't change it either. And that's probably what happens. Sure. Like, and, and it's because I believe it still creates the picture that you want created. Oh, and sure. that's what's important. Right. right. Um, there are times where you go, like, you're not going to put, like, you know, again, late afternoon is unnecessary. <laughs> and we have done that in the past. Um, <laughs> but if for some reason it's really important, sure. there is a difference in lighting for that as well. And ultimately, and I think this is the important part of this conversation, it is about creating a picture. And as I was trying to say, when I walk out my house in the morning, it is very different of a picture in my mind mm. than it is during the day mm -hmm. or at dawn. And I've walked out the front door at all those times, sure. and the visual is different. Sure. Even with the, you know, the same car is in the driveway, the same mm. tree is in the shot, mm. but they all look different. Sure. Yeah. I guess the question is, 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 is it important to your story? And is the yeah. viewer, is it important shot going to understand? Is it important to the yeah. picture you're trying to, to take? If you're, sure. you know, if you're writing a scene where you're, where your character is taking their kids to school and you sure. wrote day, I might go, well, what time do they start school? Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, but I don't need to say the clock if I write morning mm. and I get it. Mm. Anyway, mm. let's continue with this. Let's continue. So we see it. She doesn't. Anything else need to happen in this beat? Um, right to Lilith waking up at the same time. There, this shockwave has I, joined them. I, I feel like this is the think, first moment. I think she needs to call her husband or someone. I, I do too. This I don't think, think her husband needs to happen in this. You think it has, it has to happen now? At dawn? So the previous night, her husband walked out and took the kids with him. Right, but it's like five o'clock in the morning right now. Right, yeah, she probably wouldn't call him at five o'clock in the morning. But I think like, she texted him. 
You know, might she do something? Yeah, she, I guess she could text him and say, we need to talk. I'm sorry. Or yeah. let's talk, or I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. She texts, I forget husband's name. Larry. Larry. Sorry. You know, let's talk. Yeah. Then I think we actually, unless there's something about what, unless we need to see what this mark has done, which I don't think it's actually caused a personality change. No. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I think we're out. Yeah, I, I agree. Cut to agree. Lilith now. Lilith, absolutely yeah. right. Yes, 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 yes. So, and it's the same Lilith's apartment. Only yeah. here's the thing, Lilith. Now I'm going to go. Morning. Uh, <laughs> and also because she's slightly um, further east it is morning for her see, logically it makes sense uh, <laughs> I win um, I, if, if anyone doesn't know this I love to gloat um, <laughs> uh, I don't get that many opportunities he doesn't to be fair he's not right that often so, <laughs> so when I can I have to um, so Lilith also wakes up. Lilith also wakes up. But <coughs> she doesn't know for certain. But she should be suspicious. Can can the can the draw can she do can she start doing the drawing straight away? Here. I don't think she has to do it later. She just starts to kind of like drawing. she's had she's had these visions while she's been asleep, while she's been unconscious. She grabs a thing and she just starts to draw. We don't really see what she's drawing, you know. Um, wait, am I, am I confused? She's sketching furiously images from her visions. Did we ever have her have visions? I don't think we've seen that she has visions. So the question I suppose is, is have we had moments of those visions? Does she start to sketch and draw? Okay. Does she wake up, go, what the hell was that? She's a flash of something. And she's like, she says another thing. It could be Sam. It could be church. It could be the Mark of Cain. And she just starts to draw them down. Here's my question. It's a lore thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it might yeah. be a longer conversation than sure. the three minute, two minutes that we have yeah. left. Yeah, yeah. Um, why does she have these visions? Yeah. And if she has them, does every other demon? And has she ever had them before? Do, is this she... a specific? Is she psych? She's a psychic demon. Like I know why we put them in here because we needed a way for her to find Sam. Correct. But I'm confused in this moment as to is this a specific to Lilith trait? Which it could be. Different demons can have different powers, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I go. Well, I don't know this from it's before. a good it's a good question. I mean, the questions for me go, has this ever happened before? If so, why? I need to know pre this moment that she can do this. Hmm. If this is something that I'm gonna take seriously, I want to know that Lilith, maybe it's just since she's been on earth for the last hundred years, she started yeah. having visions of that it's something about the demonic demonic energy affects her in a different way. I don't know what it is, but if this is specific to her, because I don't think it's every demon. I don't think it's every single demon out there has visions of Sam. 
at this moment. Mm. So if it's specific to her, I need to know that it's specific to her. And there's different ways that we can do that. We could write it in subtitles on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> this is specific. <laughs> we may have to answer this question tomorrow because we're about yeah. to hit an hour. So, visions. visions. Does she has she had them before? If so, how? Why? Etc. Specific. Yeah. Oops. Ah. It's all right. Specific Writing is hard. Button. Specific to Lilith. Yep. Has or is it a general been... demonic thing? Don't think it's general. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Again, twice in one hour. Jesus, you're on a roll. Not the same kind of being right. <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. Good All stuff. Right, great. Stuff today, dudes. We'll keep cracking on yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Watching everybody. If you haven't already on YouTube, please go and subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching, this actually appears on our on our Twitter um, uh, 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 walls. It does feeds, 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 feeds. feeds. As well. or on if, Facebook. If you are watching on Twitter, that's great. Thank you so much. Uh, just yeah. head over to YouTube really quickly. And if you want to listen because you can't and yeah. don't have time to watch us, and you are going to miss out on our on our handsome on our faces, um, you can always listen on um, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I should say, or on Spotify. We are on both. Um, and we've got a nice little listening. Uh, um, group as well people That's are awesome. people are listening so we're really, we're really thankful for this little community that has been we are, so, um keep watching us make fools of ourselves and argue tomorrow when we will have the parlor panades brother oh, that's tomorrow isn't it yes well we have yes. Lass and charlie coming tomorrow i'll tweet about that as well uh yes. they created uh blood of use and i wrote the movie. it's gonna be awesome all right everybody have a good one bye bye bye